That was Owl's song by Robert Mirabal, an internationally respected Pueblo musician and Native American flute player and flute maker from New Mexico. In Albuquerque, New Mexico, the local indigenous people are called Pueblos, and there are 19 of them involved in the local Pueblo Cultural Center, where one of the leaders, Chef Davida Beconti, is helping to keep the native Indian culture alive through food. Davida tells Bridget Leslie about growing and cooking their favorite meals and the ingredients including who may or may not touch certain foods during the preparation process. Welcome to the Travel Writers Radio Show, Chef Davida. Thank you. I googled New Mexico best foods yesterday and your name came up. So I'm thinking there's something about your menu that inspires people. So what's the secret to great food? The secret to great food is the food comes from within our heart. We cook with our mind, our soul and with our hands. Whatever we touch, it just comes from the heart. It's made with love. Everybody in my kitchen enjoys being here. I don't have nobody in the kitchen that doesn't want to be here. It's maybe because of myself or the people around them. When we cook, it's always about passion. How should it taste? What should it taste like? Our people, our elders who grow up taught us how to cook all this food when we were little. Anything from the back of our yards on the reservations, from sage to rosemary, We can use those as teas. The berries we have out here as well turns into like a berry crisp. As we were growing up, we made sure to use those because Mother Earth provides that for all indigenous people from Australia to Brazil to America. There's always something in your backyard you can cook. There's nothing that Mother Earth doesn't want not to grow for us not to eat. So coming from the Indigenous Pueblo Cultural Center, Our food is made from the 19 Pueblos, from our cornmeal pancakes to our fry bread. We as indigenous people brought that into this restaurant and started to cook with everything. Nothing's forgotten. Tell me about the 19 Pueblos, because there's a deep connection to the Indian Cultural Center and the kitchen. Take us through some of that history. There are 19 Pueblos in New Mexico. Um, We do have the Laguna, we have the Jemez, we have Acoma, we have San Felipe, San um, San, Santo Domingo. All the tribes that we have together as Pueblos all work together. Again, it's always about family and always cooking as a family. And when we got all the recipes from each culture, it was the same thing from the pasoli, the fry bread, the blue corn. The calabacitas, whenever you come out or anybody comes out into New Mexico and we have feast day, and let's just say you came out and you went to Jemez and you had feast day there, you sit down and eat all kinds of food. But when you come to the Indian Cultural Center, it is the same food that you ate at Jemez. Tell me about your menu because you have some very traditional dishes that you serve based on indigenous culture, their stews and breads. Now, Australians don't know much about fry bread. It'll be a foreign concept to us. So tell us, what is fry bread? How did that originate? So fry bread is one, well, this is my story on on my elders was like, we, it's almost like a tortilla, but it's a fry, it's it's frying in some, crazy to say, in some manteca grease. And you use regular flour, 
salt, you throw in some baking powder, get some hot water, and you knead the dough. You make it into a round bread or the dough into a round bread and you put it in um, grease and you eat it with honey, powdered sugar, salt. It's the best way of eating a fry bread. A lot of people call it differently, like up in Alaska and I believe in Canada, they call it the beaver bread. Right. Here in New Mexico. Yeah. In New Mexico, we call it a fry bread. And again, the 19 clubos are the ones that started the bread as well. From the bread to the Indian taco. And so the Tiwa taco and the Navajo taco are two different things, but it's the same bread as the fry bread. A Tiwa taco is made with lamb and the Navajo taco is made with ground with beans on top, lettuce, tomatoes, and onions. And you um, use food supplies from the indigenous growers around you. So talk us through that. How Exactly how did that concept come about? So when I came in, we made sure that we had, um, like, from farmers, we go to them, like our lamb, you know, the lamb is cut here in New Mexico. Um, Our produce, we're trying to do a greenhouse where we don't have to order from Cisco our shamrock and we can get our own produce from our own greenhouse. Um, We're doing a lot of that with farmers here around Albuquerque and just getting that from plants to herbs to produce, like I said, we're working around with people around us to get our food from here because we want to help the farmers grow, um, help to help the farmers grow the food that we need because it comes within New Mexico. It's a farm to table concept, isn't it? Yes, it is. is. And plus you're helping farmers sustain their supplies and their revenue which is great Uh, it's exactly what we need to do in these times yeah and we can't just go to a place where they have so many chemicals on this and we got to wash it off and we got to do this no i want to work within the the city limits of helping the farmers like you said um it's the best way and tell me about your native background because you also have a deep um connection to indigenous culture well, um, me being indigenous, um, Polynesian in um, Navajo, um, really on the Navajo side, my parents taught me very well when I was young. We respect our elders. When anybody comes to our home, we cook for them because they traveled a long way to come visit. Or even if they're passing through, we make sure that we cook something for them. Um, my little sister who works here as well is... Um, she does the best she can, and her and I, we do as a fa- as family, and I, regardless of who who our family is, because everybody in my kitchen are San Felipe, they're from Hamas, they're from Laguna, we're Navajo, but all I can say is we're all Ohana, we're all family, and so my aspect is just having fun and not letting it, not letting people, not I don't know how to explain it. There's not a day that goes by where I'm upset. If we get a bad review, you know what? Maybe it wasn't our expectation to make this person happy because they thought it was Mexican food. When it comes to my culture, we forgive and we forget. There's no need to dwell in the past. We have to look forward into the future. I got to look forward in the future with my kids, but I got to teach them my ways as well. And I enjoy life as it comes and goes. And my my comes and goes is coming to the Pueblo Kitchen and doing the best that I can here. 
Absolutely. And you say that you, you use food to create conversations. So what sort of conversations have you had recently? <laughs> My conversations when it comes to blue corn, a lot of people don't know that we have blue corn. So when I talk with them about that, they're like, there's only white corn and yellow corn. And when it comes down to food, I'm like, you know what? There's a special farmer who does only blue corn. And we always, um, it is something like this. I don't know if you can see it. And we get this and we grind down the corn. And it's a traditional way of grounding down all corn. And the funny thing is this, a man can't touch only the women. Right. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff that we have to know about indigenous cultures, who and what shouldn't be touching what. It goes out to the point where I really talk about other stuff and they're like, how did you learn so much? It's not about how I learned. It's what it was spoken to me when I was younger, you know, being in an indigenous family, my family would always tell me don't drive at night. And so I, I don't drive at night. Um, you're not supposed to whistle at night. You know, there's a lot of things about that. And it goes down to your do's and your don'ts. When there's an eclipse that come out, you have to stay in your house with the, with the window shut and don't eat for those two hours. It's just respecting Mother Earth. And for me, it's always about respecting Mother Earth. Because if it wasn't for her, we wouldn't have the stuff we have. We recently, four or five years ago, we tried to do the pipeline where they were trying to put the oil underneath one of our running waters. And that was heartbreaking because it's like, we're not going to survive on oil in the next 20, 10, 20, 30 years. We have to rely on our water. And these people just don't care. They just want the money. And I tell that to my kids all the time. You know, we got to save this. We got to save as much as we can. And it hurts my feelings when it comes to people just not caring about what we should have for our kids within the next 30, 40 years. And you know, you mentioned something really interesting about the blue clone. I just want to take you back there. You said that women should be the ones grinding it, not men. Why yes. is that? That's very interesting. So when it comes to that, um, it's called a kenafta. It's when a young lady turns into a woman. Right. So it's when she gets her period and stuff like that. They are supposed to make sure that the corn is grounded because we we make a cake into the ground. Knowing ourselves as women, we're going to make this thing as fine as what as fine as we can. As for a man, we'll probably not do it as fine as he can. He probably give up the first ten minutes and say, <laughs> "Here, it's done." <laughs> but we want to make it perfectly for our daughters. Yeah. All right. And you mentioned um, the issue about the oil pipeline and that the fact that we can't survive on that, but rather you need water. Do people listen when you talk to politicians, businessmen, and you say, well, look, this is our land. This is what we want. Do they actually listen? You can. I can say 15% of the time they will listen. But one thing is that when we have celebrities that understand where we're coming from, they're our voice. Because it's not like I can go onto the Hollywood Hollywood stand and say, hey, I want you to listen to me. But if it's somebody who is popular and, you know, in movies, if they hear that, 
then they understand. Ellen DeGeneres, we have her uh, understanding. Aaron Rodgers understands. A lot of people always say, we need to save the water. And I hear it constantly. The last five years, when the Native Americans went on to the, I believe it was the Golden Globes, now we're getting recognized. Now we're getting recognized for our shows on TV. You know, this is what we live in. This is the prob- the property that we're all going through. No running water on the reservations. No electricity on reservations. But one person heard and they have running water and electricity. My auntie, not too long ago, about nine years ago, barely got electricity and she barely got water because she was heard. And I have been, we try to help as much as we can. We need running water for our elders. So that was the hard part about it. And your voice, you're using it through your food to mm. talk through indigenous culture and make people aware of it. Um, what's the plans for the future? What exactly do you see going forward for the kitchen? We're planning a schooling here for our kitchen on the North Campus. We're building, I believe, a building there, and we're going to teach kids to cook. We are having families come in and me teaching them how to butcher a sheep, how to plant stuff that they need to plant. So soon, within years, hopefully this coming year, at the end of the year, we'll have that, that schooling on the north side of the campus, and we're excited about it. Richard Leslie was speaking with Davida Biconti at the Indian Pueblo Cultural Center, New Mexico. This is the Travel Rider Show on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.